The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 8.15, and you're tuned to WGNS. Again on this Tuesday morning, today the 19th of September. And this morning in studio from the Rutherford County Library System, we have Trey Gwynn. How are you this morning? I'm all right. How are you this morning? I'm good. Now, I know we've had you on before, but remind listeners what you do with the library system. So I'm the technology and outreach coordinator, which uh, which is why I get to uh, come on every quarter, essentially, and and have a chat. Um, uh, I do computer classes, but then I also do just general outreach, you know, going out into the community, telling people about what we've got going on at the library, uh, finding community partners, that kind of thing. Man, uh, doing computer classes in this age would be tough because stuff changes so fast. It, it changes. It changes really fast. And there's whole generations or or or, you know, um, uh, uh, careers that where people have missed out on cha- on uh how technology has changed for a period and then that means they're either even further behind like um most of our computer classes i I feel like a significant portion are either senior citizens or people who have done a career that didn't require computers and technology like construction or something and now they want to get into real estate or something like that and and boy they're way behind the eight ball and and that's not their fault that's just how fast technology is moving I'm curious when folks sometimes take a computer class and and when you know right off the bat you know th- this is their first time to really learn whatever it is you're teaching within that class what are the comments or feedback you get from people uh, the most common thing that I hear is is embarrassment uh, because they they feel like they're ignorant or they've missed out and I I always I try really hard to 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 get them to understand that it's not their fault like like things are moving so fast and um and you know just because you chose to do one thing with your life at one point you know and and then the technology moved forward without you that's that's not ignorance and the fact that they came to the class means that they want to change that so so they're already you know ahead of ahead of uh, other people that are in their positions and then you have a lot of people out there who want to learn technology because they want a new way to communicate with their grandkids or their kids yeah. maybe living far away in another state. Yeah, um, I was actually just helping someone uh, yesterday with uh, how to FaceTime. And, you know, that is such a simple thing for most of us to do because, you know, uh, Apple makes sure that that FaceTime button is is <laughs> is right there. But but, you know, if you don't understand, I mean, what, uh, actually that that sorry, this is kind of a, a tangent. But but one of the things that I run into the most is that not only are some of these people struggling with the technology, they're also struggling with the visual language, like something that you and you or I are so used to because we've, you know, we've been plugged in for so long. There's a whole visual language that if you're not uh, familiar with it, then, um, then it makes it even, it makes it doubly as hard. So like, if you're not used to the fact that a magnifying glass usually means that that's the search button or, you know, that kind of thing, then then not only are you dealing with um, 
uh, you know, not only are you dealing with your uh, being behind on the technology, you're behind on on how to even interact with that technology. Uh, my favorite example of that is Bluetooth. Like if you didn't know what Bluetooth was and you just saw that little blue, that B with the two wings on the back sort of thing, you'd have no idea what that was because it, the name doesn't tell you at all. You, you know, I never even thought about that, but there are so many different symbols in computers, you know, from your phone to mm-hmm. whatever you're using inside your car even. Right. So if you didn't know what those symbols meant, then that would be tough. Yeah. And so, and so you're not only are you behind on the the technology aspect of something then you're behind on how you can even interact with that technology like like there are times where i talk to someone and i'm like look if you didn't see this developing as it was developing then you'd have no idea how to interact with it and so that's part of what we try to teach them in the class not only what the technology does but like what the visual language is um like like i said the one of the ones that i talk to about people the most is the the um is the the magnifying glass being kind of shorthand for search so anytime you see that you can tap on it or tap next to it and and you'll be able to search but if you didn't know that you know, magnifying glass could mean a bunch of different stuff. It could mean make the screen bigger, you know, all kinds of different stuff. That's true. So these classes, uh, we, we have a question here that was texted to us, and I don't usually ask for questions on this on this show because we are cut short on time sure. usually, but the question asks, where are the different computer classes taught? So right now they're at our uh, Smyrna branch uh, uh, over on Enon Springs. They're at our Technology Engagement Center, which is over next to Hobgood, uh, where Mercury and uh, Martin Luther King uh, meet. Uh, used to be Minerva. No, I'm getting that backwards. Minerva and Martin Luther King uh, and Martin Luther King used to be Mercury. Uh- um, and that's next to Hobgood Elementary. If you're a landscape, uh, a landmark person like I am, because uh, my wife makes fun of me all the time because <laughs> I don't know street names, I know land landmarks. Um, and then um, we do do a little bit of tech help over at the Eagleville branch. So like I go sit there for an hour, and just if people come in, they have problems with their phones. Uh, but keep an eye on the website because uh, there's a good chance that we'll start doing computer classes at Lineball and uh, even MGL uh, in the future. Uh, I would like to have classes, at least one or two, offered at every branch um, uh, soon. You know, looking back, when I was in elementary school, for example, I, I never would have imagined that libraries would have so much technology in them. Yeah. But, yeah. but these days they're literally filled with technology. Yeah. I mean, we, we've had to, you know, keep up with the times, um, uh, you know, and I mean that, that was one of the whole purposes behind the technology engagement center that I was talking about just a minute ago, that, um, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there, uh, that if you don't have the money for, or don't know if you want to commit the money for, you can come try it out at the tech and see if you like it. Like, uh, for example, 3d printers, a, a laser cutter, stuff like that, all, all available to the public. Um, and, and it's a whole new, um, it's a whole new paradigm, uh, which is, you know, um, <laughs> a crappy business speak, but whatever, <laughs> you know, but like, um, uh, you know, the, I know that Kathleen Tyree, the branch manager over at the tech, she's working on something called the library of things, which is literally like, um, I'm trying to think of some of the stuff, like, I think we have a GoPro that will be part of the library of things where someone can literally check out a GoPro like you would a book and uh, use it and then bring it back. I mean, and it's, it's, That's the, cool. it's the big new thing in the library world. 
you know, it, it's really hard for somebody who is, let's say, 50 plus years of age. It's hard to kind of shift that way of thinking that, you know, these days everything does have a computer base to it yeah. almost. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, um, I can't remember the stat off the top of my head, but I, I saw a study recently that talked about the the percentage of job applications that are only uh, available online is is insane. Like it's um, it it was it was well north of 50 percent. I just can't remember what the exact number was. And so and so if you're again going back to the people we were talking about earlier, if you're um, you know if you if you are a little bit behind on technology and then you're staring at a at a PDF on your uh, on your phone, going, I don't even know how to do this. Like, like there are jobs that you will be locked out of just because you can't do that. Definitely. Again, Trey Gwynn with us this morning from the Rutherford County Library System. Another trend that is coming about are the uh, self checkout lanes, literally everywhere <laughs> yes, these days, yes. and and that again, computer based, but. That brings up the whole thing of, you know, getting familiar with the computer and understanding how to use it. Yes. But you need it or, for everything. Yeah, or or at, at a very baseline, not being intimidated by it, right? Um, because... Uh, because all of that stuff, and, and, and I don't want to hand wave and, and imply that, like, uh, it's not a little bit intimidating, but, you know, all of that stuff is pretty self-explanatory. But if, you, if you're coming at it from a baseline of... of I don't know technology anxiousness. Then, then it w- it would be kind of scary. But, yeah. but you know, I, one of the things that I talk with people all the time about is that um, my generation, our generation, because yeah. I, I think we're vaguely the same age. Um, I'm 84. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you look really good for your age. Um, uh, you know, we 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 were that generation that went from no one has computers in their house to now everybody's walking around with computers in their pockets, right? Yeah. And. Um, half of what I know about computers is because I was bored on Sunday afternoons and just sat down at the family computer. I'd already played all the games. And so I just started seeing what it could do. And so I tell people that take the classes that like, uh, uh, sit down with your phone, play with it. There's very little that you can do that will mess it up so bad that you, you know, that you'll be in trouble. Right. Um, just, become familiar with it and the more you become familiar with computers the less in uh intimidating self-checkout lines and that kind of stuff become um now it can still be a personal preference if you'd prefer to go through (laughs) and talk to somebody and stuff like that but uh but i don't want anybody to be scared of the self-checkout line and and you know once you learn the basics of your cell phone even you will quickly find or at least most people do how it really does help aid in life in just keeping things organized. Yeah, yeah, no, the, well, organized or you know we do a um, we do a a beginner's iPhone and a beginner's Android class, and then we do an intermediate iPhone and Android class. These are separate classes, four separate classes. But um, uh, the intermediate classes, a lot of what we cover is tools that can make your life easier like like the iphone has a built-in magnifying glass like you know that kind of stuff and how to access that um uh or or like accessibility options like um screen readers and stuff like that if if you have low visibility you know the only downside with a lot of this technology is that people today are almost too accessible and a lot (laughs) of times especially if you're 
like you're talking about where people are learning how to use their cell phone, maybe it's an older generation, you don't know when to put that phone to the side and, and not answer it or not reply to a text or not look at your email. Yeah, but people are learning pretty quite pretty quick. Some of I've, I've noticed really good at it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I've noticed that a lot of the the older folks that I work with, um, uh, even if they don't know anything about their phones, they have learned not to answer unknown numbers because that's how many spam calls they're getting. Yes. <laughs> you know, so so um, uh, that one may be one that kind of teach it teaches themselves almost <laughs> you know when i was a kid it used to be fun to answer the phone and have it be some salesman or something trying to sell you something and and you would make up some funny story with them but oh, these yeah. days when you answer that call a lot of the times it's an ai generated voice oh, yeah. you don't know if it's a real person or not. no and and sometimes it's um Sometimes it's a robocaller that's just calling numbers until someone answers. And so you'll get this weird um, uh, silence for a little while until someone at that robocall realizes that you've actually picked up. Uh, yeah, it's, I, um, you know, and, and the nice thing is, well, the nice thing is that uh, for is that there are laws being passed that make that kind of robocall illegal, which, you know, that's kind of like... Um, I don't know. I don't know the right metaphor, but you know, the the bad guys will always be one step ahead of the good guys in this kind of situation. But the the other nice thing is that both Android and Apple are finding ways to to block those calls. They're not perfect. They never will be perfect. But I'm getting way less of those calls these days. Uh, doesn't mean a few don't slip through, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's pretty it's pretty wild because I, on my phone, for example, whenever I get a spam call, it may sometimes ring once but usually i don't even see it ring yeah when it's a spam call and it goes straight to voicemail mm. and i see miss call but yeah that's i think what a lot of people are seeing yeah 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 and um yeah and uh it's it's a real mess um you know it, it's funny what we'll learn to put up with because if if uh if your landline in 1994 was getting rung off the hook like this uh people would be up in arms about it <laughs> but, yeah they would. but we've learned to just live with it a little bit again trey gwynn with us this morning from the rutherford county library system we had another text message question here it says is there a new state law that allows pulling books from the library shelf and, and i think what they're referring to is that new city ordinance that was recently passed uh well the yeah, and I, I'm not really um, I'm not really equipped to you know that's that is so not my uh, uh, area. Uh, I have very little to do with the books, so I don't I don't really want to I don't really want to get into that. But yeah, there is a there is there are laws and ordinances that have been passed that um, that deal with uh, books and books being reviewed uh, for their content. Um, but that that's as much as I've got I've got to say about it. I, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to avoid the question, but like I said, that's not that's not really my area. And there are literally always going to be changes in laws and ordinances sure. from sure. you know here to who knows when. Sure, yeah, and um, you know, and we're we're a public private partnership. All of our money comes from the state and uh, and municipalities. So um, so we have to um, we have to play ball. Now, this month is known as Library Card Sign-Up Month. Yes. Tell us a little more about that. Yeah, so so 
I would love to live in a world where everybody that lived in Rutherford County had a, a library card. Um, uh, and, and I think it kind of goes back to what you were talking about earlier, that people, people think, you know, there's still a perception that people think uh, libraries and they think books, right? And, and everybody loves books, but, you know, there's a, a million other ways to get books. But, um, you know, the library has so much more to offer. Like, one of the things that I love to talk to people about is uh, at the Tech, which I've talked a lot about this morning, the Technology Engagement Center, there are there are uh, four meeting rooms that you can book. Um, and over at Lineball, just next door, there's three meeting rooms that you can book. And those those stay booked. They're one of our most popular uh, offerings at the library. Um, and uh, you can do that by having a library card. Um, so like, and, 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 you know, I mentioned the library of things earlier that Kathleen is working on. A library card gives you access to so much more than just books. And, and I, I hate to even phrase it that way because books are so, so great. I don't want to diminish those, but like, but like, um, we want, we want everybody to sign up for a library card because it gives access to all kinds of different stuff. Um, do you prefer getting your books uh, digitally? We have th- two different apps that can do that for you. Um, those, uh, one of those apps can even do um, uh, uh, movies and TV shows. Um, uh, 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 Hoopla is, a, is essentially a streaming app that lets you do uh, TV, TV shows, movies, comic books, uh, all kinds of different stuff. And with the library card, you're able to take advantage of all these different services and all this different technology that's within the library system. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and uh, and you know we make sh- we try to make sure that all of that stuff stays uh, stays up to date, and we we make sure that um, you know uh, that collection is just as extensive as our physical collection. Um, so if you, you know, there will always be those of us like myself who prefer to hold a physical book, but, but, um, you, there are books, there are books that, uh, we don't have in our collection that you can get digitally thanks to, thanks to Hoopla and the other one is called Libby. And I'll, I'll make this the last text question of the day. Cause like I said, we usually don't take yeah, a lot no, of questions. I like on. it though. It's, it's fun. So this question deals with, uh, again, the library card or I said again, but first sure. question dealing with library card asking if they can have zoom meetings in the library. And uh, if so, is it free? If I do have a library card? Yes, absolutely. Everything we do, everything we do at the library is free. Um, uh, the, um, uh, if you're interested in, in, I guess, hosting a zoom meeting, uh, we don't, we don't have a zoom account. You would have to have your own, but we can provide most of the, the technology that you would need for that. Like each of those meeting rooms that I was talking about earlier has an iMac in it. Um, or we have a, like at the tech, we have laptop carts. Um, so if you needed to, to host a, a, zoom style meeting zoom or google meets or microsoft teams or whatever um we have we have the the equipment that you would need to use that and we just you just uh book one of our rooms online and um in your 
request mentioned that you could use a, a laptop or something like that. We have laptops for public use. I, I know when Kathleen Tyree was on the air with us a couple of weeks back, she was talking about how during the COVID pandemic, that's when she really started to see an uptick in the number of people coming in to do things like Zoom meetings. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, and I, that's never, it, it's interesting because that's never really gone back down. Obviously, people are still meeting in person, but like our, um, I don't think I'm talking out of school when I say this, but our, our supervisors meeting that we have once a month uh, just switched to fully online because, you know, we've got Donna down in Eagleville. We've got, yeah. we've got Ginger in, in Smyrna. So like, it's just easier if we do it online. And there's a lot of people in that position. Definitely. And I, you know, I, like you were saying, I, I think we're going to continue to see that trend of more and more people we're probably going to be working from home, but using services that you have yeah. at the library. Yeah, and uh, and man, if you if you're if you work from home and you find yourself going to I don't know Starbucks once or twice a week for four or five hours at yeah, a time, <laughs> you 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 need to check out the tech. We don't have we don't have the coffee, obviously, but like it is a nice it is a nice um, quiet place to get some work done. And and I don't want to diminish you know obviously uh, Lineball and Smyrna and all these other places have great quiet spaces to do work but like if you but like if you're working from home that probably means you work in the tech sector you really need to check out the technology engagement center because uh you will love it i think definitely again trey gwen with us this morning from the rutherford county library system and we're going to wrap it up at this time and uh we got coming up in just a few minutes more from the library different departments but as we close this section uh, again touch base on how it's library card sign up yes. month so um, so this month is uh, Library Card Sign-Up Month. We want as many people as possible to sign up for library cards. Uh, uh, it, it gives you access to all kinds of different uh, stuff from physical books all the way to, uh, to the Criterion Collection of movies, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, magazines, comic books, um, and... Uh, it's it's literally for free. We don't nothing we do at the library is has a charge to it. Sometimes we'll have fees, but but that's another great thing. I know we've talked about it before, but like when it comes to the physical collection, we don't have fees anymore. So so if you keep that book a couple of extra days, there will be no, you know, there'll be no consequences for that. Just so there's there's really no reason not to participate with the library or to to interact with the library these days. Definitely. And again, get your library card this month at any of the local any, library branches. Any branch, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll fit this last question in because we just got <laughs> okay, it. Okay, that's fine. It, it says, there was recently talk of community libraries instead of a downtown central library. Is that or are those still in the plans? So I guess they mean just little satellite locations of oh, libraries uh yeah i can't i can't answer that I, I i know that um this is this is just trey speaking not trey representative of the library <laughs> speaking i know that there was some talk of that especially pre-covid but you know as with as with a lot of different stuff covid kind of uh was a a, a speed bump in the middle of a bunch of different stuff uh th th i would i would uh encourage that question asker to uh save that question and come back the next time rita comes on the radio because she would have better insight into that than i do definitely again trey gwen with us this morning with the rutherford county library system and again coming up in just a second we're going to have on the air different departments within the library to learn even more 
about what's happening throughout our community and, of course, the library. Uh, so we'll touch base on a lot of stuff in just a few minutes. But, Trey, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Time right now, 840. You're listening to WGNS Murphy's Pro. Stay with us. We do, again, have a lot more coming up. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by any time today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hello from the Rutherford County Library System. This is Amanda bringing you library news and events from our five branches around the county and what's going on at your library system. With school starting back, the Historical Research Center wants to remind everyone that they are actively seeking yearbook donations. They are especially interested in annuals from schools not currently in the collection, such as Blackman, Rockvale, and Stewart's Creek. If you want to donate any yearbooks to the collection, please email hrc at rcls10.org or visit the Historical Research Center at 435 Rice Street in Murfreesboro. And also, remember, the most important school supply is a library card. With access to technology, innovative programming, and educational resources, a library card gives students of all ages the tools to succeed in school. September is Library Card Sign-Up Month, so visit any of our branches, go online to rclstn.org or ilovelibraries.org to learn how to get a library card or sign up for an e-card for access to all of our electronic resources. Please note, all branches of the Rutherford County Library System will be closed Monday, October 9th for Columbus Day. 
Now let's hear from Limeball U Services. Hello, this is Katie Turner, Youth Services Coordinator at Lineball Public Library. And this is Belle Kane, Youth Services Assistant at Lineball. We've had a great start to our fall storytime season. This year's theme is A is for Alphabet. Each week we're focusing on a different letter of the alphabet. For the weekly themes, we've selected words from the Fry list of sight words, which are the 1,000 most common words children will encounter in their reading materials. We're going in order, for ease of planning, and also because some events line up so nicely. That's right! F is for Fire Safety will be during National Fire Safety Week in October. October also kicks off Health Literacy Month, and we'll be joined by our friends with the Rutherford County Health Department for E is for Eat Week. And for kid-friendly Halloween fun, we'll celebrate all things creepy-crawly with I is for Insect Week. All ages story times are every Tuesday and Wednesday at 10 a.m., and itty-bitty story times are Thursdays at 10 a.m. For our middle grade readers, we have the brand new Read It First book club. Each month, we'll read a different book that you can easily find in our library system, either in print or in a digital format. We'll meet each Friday at 3 p.m. to discuss the book. On the last Friday of the month, we'll watch the movie and compare. September's book is Lois Lowry's The Giver, and October's book will be The House with a Clock in Its Walls by John Bellairs. We have exciting events planned for our tween and teen patrons this fall as well. On September 23rd at 2 p.m., tweens and teens will be creating DIY dream catchers. And in October, as part of our Haunted Hijinks program, our teen event will be a popular wizard-themed escape room. If you're a tween or teen who'd like to get more involved with the library and youth programming, consider joining our consider joining our Teen Advisory Board. The Teen Advisory Board, or TAB for short, meets on the first Saturday of each month at 3 p.m. For more information, please contact Joabi at J-A-N-D-R-A-D-E at R-C-L-S-T-N dot org. October is a great month for those who love STEAM. That's science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Linebaugh Public Library is participating in the annual Tennessee STEAM Festival that runs October 13th through the 22nd. We're kicking things off with a special solar eclipse story time on Saturday, October 14th at 11 a.m. Kids and science enthusiasts of all ages will learn all about eclipses, have an eclipse-themed snack, and make solar eclipse artwork. We'll also have special STEAM activities all about gardening to line up with our story time focus October 16th through the 21st. On Saturday, October 21st, from 10 a.m. to noon, we'll have our annual pumpkin painting party to prepare for our Halloween pumpkin decorating contest. Bring your own pumpkin to paint for fun or design it after your favorite literary character and enter it into the contest. Voting will run at the library and on our Facebook page from October 23rd to October 27th with the winners announced at the Haunted Hijinks event on October 28th. Only painted entries, no cut pumpkins, please. For more information about any of Lineball Library's programs, please contact 615-893-4131, extension 114, visit our Youth Services page at rclstn.org, or follow us for all of our events on the RCLS Facebook page. We hope to see you soon at Lineball. 
Hello, my name is Burl Beasley, and I'm president of Friends of Lineball Library, and I would like to invite you to become a member of the Friends. In 2021, despite the pandemic, Friends raised more than $31,000 for Lineball Library, Myrtle Glanton Lord Library at Patterson Park, and the new Technology Engagement Center. Membership forms are available at the circulation desk in Lineball, Myrtle Glanton Lord, and the Tech, or email us at foalintheborough at gmail.com and we will get you a membership brochure. We look forward to your support. This is Hayden McComsey here to share with you some of the upcoming events at your Lineball Public Library. Did you know that your public library offers free services that can save you time and effort? We have DMV driver's license kiosks to help you avoid the lines at the DMV, and three on-staff notaries who can make your documents official. For the remainder of September and the first part of October, we have numerous clubs that are open to the public to check out. The Murfreesboro Writers Group meets every Wednesday, while the Read It First group gathers on Fridays. The Lit Wits group gathers on the 21st. On the 26th, we'll be hosting both Murfreesboro Yarn Loves group and the Tuesday Morning Book Club. And finally, the Graphic Novel Book Group meets on the evening of the 28th. On Saturday, October 7th, the Master Gardeners will be doing a presentation called Summer is Over. What should I do now? Their description reads, Some plants will survive the winter outside and others must be moved inside. You can take cuttings, clean your tools and pots so they are ready for spring. Evaluate your garden. Lineball is also pleased to host two author signing events in October. Local author Deirdre DeMarsico is here on Saturday, October 7th. She'll be signing and selling copies of her book, I Only Have Eyes for You. And the Friends of Lineball Library's Literary Arts and Culture Committee has joined young adult author Sharon Cameron to be our 2023 pen pal author. She will be speaking at six Rutherford County High Schools on October 10th and 11th and will present a public program at Lineball Library at 6 p.m. on the evening of October 10th. Be sure to check our event calendar at rcls.com for more specific times and anything not mentioned here. We have groups in and out all the time. The Rutherford County Library System Puzzle Exchange is a big success and we are in need of your gently used or new puzzles, particularly the 300 to 500 piece variety, though all skill levels are welcomed. You may donate puzzles to any branch of the Rutherford County Library System, and we encourage all puzzle enthusiasts to come swap out puzzles for fun new ones. And remember, it's always the small pieces that make the big picture. Hi there, it's Kathleen from the Technology Engagement Center next to Hopgood Elementary School in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It is going to be a steamy October at the Tech, so be sure to mark your calendar. We're participating in the Tennessee Steam Festival and the Steamapalooza that goes along with it. We'll be at the Airport Steam Fest for the first time, talking up our new steam kits that have an aviation theme. And to finish off the month, we're partnering with MTSU's Astronomy Club again to celebrate International Observe the Moon Night, one of our favorite events. Come look at the night sky through dazzling telescopes. We'll have a NASA Ambassador special guest, too. 
The pop-up storybook walk will be back over fall break, so even if the library is closed, you can enjoy a story time together on the tech grounds. Take a little ramble with the family and practice reading and counting skills together. Some events are returning after a bit of a hiatus. Crafty Tweens and Teens is back. Dive into innovation with our club. Join us for a fun, crafty event where art and STEM fuse in engaging ways. Collaborate with fellow tweens and teens in a time to be creative and unleash your imagination. This is for ages 10 and older. It's on Sunday, September 24th. Pre-registration is required for this event. Join our homeschool STEAM group and engage in hands-on science, technology, engineering, art, and math activities. Yes, that's STEAM, which is known to foster creativity and critical thinking. Connect with fellow homeschoolers and inspire a love for learning. Don't miss out on this educational adventure on Friday, September 29th. All ages are welcome. Pre-registration is required for this due to space limitations. The Cryptid Club meets every third Sunday for a fun all-ages event where we discuss the folklore, stories, and theories surrounding the sightings of phenomenal creatures. There's a special Halloween event planned for October meeting. We hope we see you there. Monday Storytime now has two meeting times, so you don't have to miss out if you've got kids in school. We're continuing with the monthly bilingual event too, so there's lots of reasons to come to visit and share a story at the Tech. And did you know we've added a weekend edition? It's all on the events calendar. Tiny Tech and Tinker Tech have started up again now with monthly themes. These are weekly programs for kids that are age-based. With Tiny Tech, designed for the pre-K crowd and meeting on Tuesday mornings, and Tinker Tech, is aimed more for the elementary kids and takes place after school on Thursdays. But all ages are always welcome at these fun learning events. Join in every other Sunday from 2 to 6 at the Tech to play Dungeons and Dragons. This is a drop-in group with short campaigns designed for players who are teens or adults. Please bring along a level 1 standard array character prepared for play. Do you have questions? Call the Tech. We update information for both of the book clubs associated with the tech via the library social media and the book clubs page on the library website. But get in touch if you have questions. Our wonderful seed library is closed for the season. It will reopen in early 2024. We do appreciate donated seeds, so stop in and talk with us about it. And we would love to see any photos of what you grew with your tech seed library seeds. More details for our events can be found on the RCLS website calendar and we post to all social media. These programs are free and open to the public. The Rutherford County Library System comprises six branches and a bookmobile throughout Rutherford County, including Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Eagleville, Patterson Park, and the Technology Engagement Center, as well as the newly opened Historical Research Center. And remember, all RCLS events are free and open to the public unless otherwise stated. Please check our calendar at rclstn.org and social media for a full list of virtual and in-person programming and events. For a list of everything heard here today and for more information, please call 615-893-4131 or visit rclstn.org. 
ftn.org. Right now that time, 8.55. Well, that's going to do it for this morning's program with the topic of our local library branches within the Rutherford County Library System. Coming up next, the Commissioner Corner with Rutherford County Commissioner Craig Harris. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. The Commissioner Corner with Commissioner Craig Harris. And now, Commissioner Harris shares his views on life, the struggles some of us face, and more. Without further ado, here's Commissioner Craig Harris. As a 56-year-old male, I have always strived to be strong and assertive. I would classify myself as aggressive-leaning. Some of my personality traits include assertiveness in interactions with others, comfort in my ability to speak up, confident in my viewpoints, passionate, and outspoken. In some instances, my outspokenness might come across as pushy or harsh. I am in direct opposition to being a passive man. First of all, let me state that most men are not completely aggressive nor completely passive, but rather somewhere in between. As I confessed, I have an aggressive personality. In today's world of the woke left, weak millennial men, and feminists, I am considered toxically masculine. Toxic masculinity is a term that has been gaining traction over the past few years. The term refers to a dominant form of masculinity in which men use dominance, violence, and control to assert their power and superiority. Until around 2015, the phrase toxic masculinity was hardly mentioned. However, with the rise of Donald Trump's candidacy and the advancement of the Me Too movement, progressives brought the term to everyday use. The term is almost never defined, but is rather used to simply signal disapproval. The term refers to any male behavior that the user disapproves of. It has been blamed for, among other things, mass shootings, gang violence, rape, climate change, violating COVID mass mandates, and the election of Donald Trump as president. The term poisons the very idea of masculinity. Most people identify strongly as either masculine or feminine. I feel it is a bad idea to send cultural signals to half the population that there's something intrinsically wrong with them based on their gender. Broadly, progressive ideology focuses on individualism. It's all too easy to blame individuals for structural challenges. The individual group progressives like to blame most often is men. To them, masculinity is the problem. However, for conservatives, masculinity is the solution. Our politics are now so poisoned it has become almost impossible for people on the left to discuss the problems men face. What is required is a simple change of mindset. Once that's recognized, gender inequalities occur in both directions. Labeling masculinity as toxic may be undermining the support of feminism. In a 2018 poll by YouGov, Almost half of the women stated feminists are too extreme, while one in four described feminists as anti-men. This information should make progressives take pause and rethink their rush to condemn what they consider the dark side of masculinity. These progressives are in danger of taking on the exact traits they condemn. To the man who feels restless, the feminist message is there is something wrong with you because masculinity is wrong. I feel the term toxic masculinity is crap. The trait that the left sees as toxic, such as aggression, overconfidence, hiding vulnerability, 
and value and competition over cooperation are actually tools to be used rather than traits to be threatened by. Without these traits, you are left with weak, docile, and agreeable men who struggle being around or competing with others in the real world, and most men know this. My opinion is that people who complain and label men as toxic are either weak men themselves or women who think it works against their interests. In either case, they do not understand what masculinity actually is. Toxic masculinity is just a buzzword to create division and to push forward an agenda. It is possible to be masculine and still be a good man, to express emotion, to cry, and to be vulnerable. Masculinity is not the issue. The culture putting masculinity down is the problem. Masculinity in a traditional sense means to be moral, to stand up for oneself and others, and to protect those who need it. I personally feel women want a strong man that will provide, protect, respect, love, and be a solid rock. I am not ashamed of my masculinity, and I am confident it is not toxic. It is better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. This is Craig Harris, and this is the Commissioner Corner. For the Commissioner Corner, that was County Commissioner Craig Harris. The views of Rutherford County Commissioner Craig Harris are just that, his views. They're not necessarily the views of this radio station, website, or our advertisers. Feel free to send your thoughts and ideas to Commissioner Harris by emailing him at ccotinc at comcast.net. That's ccotinc at comcast.net. Hear his ideas and opinions every Monday morning right here on the station.